Hey, good morning. It's Patricia Murphy. It's Monday. This is Seattle Now. After years of pandemic troubles, Seattle's art scene made a comeback in 2022. KUOW arts and culture reporter Mike Davis is here to reflect on the highlights from our arts community and share what you should check out before the end of the year. But first, let's get you caught up. Public health officials say now might be a good time to start masking in crowded indoor spaces. The flu season is severe. Take extra care if you're not vaccinated. Officials monitoring the healthcare system in cases of flu, RSV, and COVID say voluntary masking can help a lot to stop the spread. So can hand washing, vaccination, and good indoor ventilation. A record number of people died in King County this year while experiencing homelessness. The number has been growing for 20 years, and 2022 saw an all-time high. At least 216 people, including 37 in just November. Volunteers will gather for a vigil outside City Hall later this month and read aloud the names of all 216 people who died while homeless. And kittens and cats are taking over City Hall tomorrow. Actually, it's just a conference room. The Seattle Animal Shelter's Kitty Hall event is back after a pandemic hiatus. Adoptions are the goal, but pets for fun and mood elevation are highly encouraged. The event runs from 1130 to 2. Against all odds, Seattle's art scene is back. From top to bottom, Seattle's art scene is here. It's alive. It's well. They are not just surviving. They are thriving. That was Mike Davis, KUOW's arts and culture reporter and friend of the show. He's here to reflect on some of the great art that came out of Seattle this year and what shows you should catch this holiday season. Mike, really glad you're here. Thanks for taking the time. Trish, thanks for having me. I'm excited for this. Yeah. So, The pandemic hit artists hard, and now we're in the recovery period. What are you noticing? I'm noticing that art is coming back in a lot of ways, a lot of different shapes and forms. As you know, I started at KUOW midway through the year, but before that, I was with the Office of Arts and Culture, and I was a program manager for a program funding so many of these organizations that were hurting during the pandemic. So I actually got to see the process of a lot of organizations get this funding and get this support and then start moving back towards being able to get back to having shows and opening galleries And then to cap it all off, now I'm getting to see these shows with other people there and I'm seeing theaters with people. I'm seeing venues with people. I'm seeing the vibrancy of the art scene. And no, we are not out of the pandemic. But if there is anything that makes the pandemic a little bit more bearable, it's art. So it's it's been great watching the recovery. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about the artist activists in the city. What are they taking on in their work? What are you seeing in terms of themes emerging? Well, art and activism go hand in hand. So everything that we're seeing play out in politics a lot of times will affect the art. Um, The first feature that I did when I got here was actually on Roe v. Wade. And I got to talk to Hanako O'Leary and Jody Yodersma. And these are two artists who make art that directly reflects women's rights. And, you know, with Hanako O'Leary, she makes these 
these beautiful vessels. Um, they're, they're these ceramic pieces. And she told me about a piece in particular that she had made in 2018 right after an abortion, you know, and, and she had that abortion. And then she's hearing all the rhetoric from Trump. And, and she made this piece that came from a place of anger and passion. And then here we are in 2022. And now that piece is just as relevant as it's ever been. And the same thing with Jody, you know, walking through Jody's studio. It, I mean, there was so many pieces about the reproductive rights of women, um, painting, sculptures, all these different types of pieces. And for Jody, she's been talking about these issues for years and years and years. And then with the Roe v. Wade ruling, she created this new piece. And it was like this this weasel that represented motherhood and like it's caught in this razor wire and it's fighting and it's struggling. And she was telling me the story where it's like, does the weasel need to bite off its own hand just to get to freedom? And that's how powerful the struggle is. And I mean, it's really, really impactful. Yeah. Really interesting, Mike. Give me some of your favorite picks for pieces or performances this year. Oh, wow. That's a tough one. I think, um, one of my favorite performances is definitely going to have to be the Wiz at the Fifth Avenue oh, yes. Theater. I mean, the the performances like the Wiz. It's a story that we know. Everybody yeah. knows the Wizard of Oz. Like, there's no surprise moments in here. But the performances are, are just to die for. Um, Dorothy, they shut it down. the nice. The voice on Kataka Corn is unmatched. Uh, the Tin Man got really close to stealing the show. He started tap dancing and the crowd just didn't know what to do. Uh, the Cowardly Lion was hilarious. He had so many funny moments. The Wiz was a great play. And I think that it was the performances. Those those actors and actresses put up amazing performances. And, you know, I have a I have an unconventional pick. This might surprise people because this is not the type of show that I think that I would have ever enjoyed. But Teatro Zinzani uh, (laughs) blew me away. I had so much fun. I I took my first photo with the drag queen. And my goodness, that queen had us in stitches. (laughs) The crowd, the crowd engaged me. She was hilarious. I couldn't believe how good of a show that was. The way that they they blended the performers. Like sometimes in art, you know, we've been trying to recover. We've been trying to come back together. But there's still a lot of moments where, you know, I mean, COVID is still here. The flu is here. RSV is here. So, you know, you might go see a show and there'll be like a gap in the seat between you and the people next to you. Right. Like I see this in movie theaters a lot. Or, you know, when you go to theater, that's a really good example. The performers are on stage and the crowd, you know, we're in the crowd and there's this wall with with Teatro. There was no walls. Everybody was in there together. All of the performers were, were going table to table and talking to people. They, they literally played practical jokes on people. Be careful if you go. <laughs> and, and everybody at one point or another was a part of the show. And that communal moment, that community aspect for, for that one night, it was as if everything was back to normal. And it felt really good. Oh, that's awesome. That sounds like a lot of fun, Mike. All right. Well, we've still got a few weeks left to squeeze some arts and culture out of 2022. What are some things that people can check out to get into the holiday spirit? Oh, we got the classics, Trish. There are so many classics. (laughs) I would say go see A Christmas Carol at the Act Theater. Um, 
Again, this is a story that I'm pretty sure that you might have seen before. But for those of you who don't know, the stage at the Act Theater is a circle. Right. So you're not sitting here with the with the stage. Well, not nah, it's a circle. And as things happen in the act, you're literally looking across at other audience members. You're seeing their reaction. You guys will lock eyes. It's, it's a unique experience. So to see a Christmas carol there, I guarantee it will be different than seeing it other places. Um, if you have kids, take them to the Nutcracker. Take them. You have to. I took my daughters. Um, they love seeing other kids dance on stage. If you want to get outside of the normal box for the holidays, we got that for you, too. Um, Seattle Public Theater has a very diehard Christmas. So if you want to see something <laughs> that's going to take you back to the 80s, something with, with, with like foreign terrorists trying to take over the country, shoot them up, bang, bang, Christmas musical, then that's a really good show to see. And last but not least, I would say Mr. Dickens and his carol at the Seattle Rep. It took me by surprise. It's a, a whole new spin on the classic. This play follows Charles Dickens as he scrambles to write uh, a Christmas novel before the holidays hit. It's, it's a comedy. It's super funny. There's a lot of, of little little tidbits, you know, like Tiny Tim is in there and super funny play. Really clever set design. So that's a bunch, Trish. That's a yeah, bunch. <laughs> that sounds like we got plenty of things to do, Mike. That is awesome. Plenty. Thank you for that. Thank you so much for taking the time. Great to talk. Thanks to you. for having me. This is this fun. We got to do this more. Yes, agree. Mike Davis is KUOW's arts and culture reporter. Thanks again. Thanks, Trish. Thanks for listening to Seattle Now. Vaughn Jones produced today's episode. The show is also produced by Caroline Chamberlain Gomez, Claire McGrain, Jenny Cecil Moore, and Brandy Fullwood. Matt Jorgensen does our theme music. Seattle Now and KUOW Public Radio are members of the NPR Network. It's an independent coalition of public media podcasters. You can find more shows in the network wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Patricia Murphy. See you tomorrow.